The United States, Britain and more than a dozen other countries have unveiled the first detailed international agreement on how to keep artificial intelligence safe from rogue actors. They are pushing for companies to create AI systems that are secure by design. But what does it actually mean? For more, we're joined by Dr. Karen Sutherland from the University of the Sunshine Coast for what I believe will be our final chat of the year. Uh, Dr. Karen Sutherland, great to see you. Um, the main objectives of the AI secure by design announcement agreement, what are they? Well, really, it's it's about, I mean, like it sort of says, like in the design of AI, making sure that it is safe, it uh, prevents misuse, and it enhances public safety. So this is around things like data safety and the way that it is actually used and also privacy. So yes, however, the main thing is to remember is that it's a non-binding agreement. So it's more like a, a I guess, an initiative to try and do good. <laughs> You know what I think of these? It's an initiative to make <laughs> us feel like everything yeah. is going to be okay. And yet let's have a look at what's going on with Sam Altman over at OpenAI over the last <laughs> week where the humans clearly are in charge because it's an absolute mess over there. And that is the concern. You say that it's a non-binding agreement um, between it's being pushed by the United States. The UK is in this as well. How will it actually uh, impact the development of AI technologies worldwide? Because my concern is if you look at, for example, uh, cyber hacking, every Every country may sign up to something saying we don't want any cyber hacking right up until <laughs> Russia, China and North Korea decide to do some cyber hacking. What's the point of all this? Well, look, I mean, it, in, on the one hand, it's I think, you know, it's a positive thing that they're actually thinking and forward thinking about this. But on the other hand, it sort of makes it look like they're doing something without actually really doing something because it is non-binding and, and it's an opt-in and, you know, so it, it's, it's hard to know how effective this will actually be. But I guess you have to give them kudos for thinking about it. <laughs> do we? Do we have to do that? I'm not sure. I mean, look, obviously it's the beginning and perhaps as part one to bring in something a little bit more serious. Um, talk to us about the international standards being established for AI security. What are they? Well, I mean, the, again, this is all still still up in the air, but it's um, it's really just like a, a worldwide movement. And so it's about, it's it's they're, they're actually highlighting the risks, but they're not actually coming up with any solutions yet. So, uh, so yeah, so I mean, they're, they're highlighting what could go wrong, but there's, there's really nothing yet to show what could actually prevent it. <laughs> All right. Um, now, new research unveiling a significant AI adoption trend among a lot of small and medium-sized enterprises, SMEs as we call them. 19% of businesses in Australia actively saying that they're integrating artificial intelligence into their operations. Are you surprised it's as high as 19%? I'm like, I actually think it's kind of low, <laughs> to be honest. Like, I mean, 20%, uh, I thought it would be a lot, a lot more. And there only seem, seems to be using it like from this research for particular things, particularly around sort of social media content, um, marketing and market research and copywriting, where AI can really help uh, operations in, in all different levels of, of an organisation. So, yeah, so there's only 19% doing that, mainly in their marketing side of things. However, 88% of those using it are showing, are saying they're really uh, experiencing significant time savings by using it. So, yeah, I think the adoption rate is going to explode, similar like when social media started to, to come on board. But I think it's that fear of the unknown, uh, fear of um, how much it's going to cost and, and I guess the integration of it and the time that will take to actually implement um, that may be sort of preventing others from jumping on board so quickly. 
Yeah, but yeah, obviously, but um, obviously there's a lot of different ways you can use AI. What are some of the ways you think that they'd be using it? Is it employees using ChatGPT, for example, or more than that? Well, from from this study, it's really showing that it's really that generative AI that people are really picking up on and mainly in their sort of marketing side of things. So with their content and, and writing and those sorts of things, um, they're not sort of using the big high-end um, tools to help them with their accounting and, and logistics and even their HR operations, which is another, you know, AI can be help used to help all, all sides of the business. So it's that tend to be like that generative AI yeah. that they're focusing on right now. All right, we'll leave it there for now. Always great to see you, uh, Dr. Karen Sutherland there from the University of the Sunshine Coast. Take care, we'll see you again soon. Thank you so much.